Well, hello, hello, everyone. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm your host, Too Clever Mafia, and you are listening to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. And I'd like to say hello to AJ over my sound booth. How are you today, AJ? Oh, good, good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that, AJ. And we have got a hot one today, folks. We are going to hit some topics that the Too Clever Mafia show hasn't done ever. We don't generally get into politics. We don't generally get into religion. Uh, I don't think we're going to hit religion at all, but we're definitely going to get into some politics. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, freedom of speech today, AJ, right? Yeah, we're going to... And, and the, we're going to talk about freedom of speech. And the reason why is because we're going to get into what's going on in the news. And there's so much going on in the news today. And we're really going to dive into the whole Facebook, Twitter. Um, are they they're crossing the line on their censorship? They're censoring out a lot of stuff, uh, allegedly for political reasons. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we wanted to kind of explain what freedom of speech is. Because uh, uh, there, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, shoot from the hip kind of what what I can say and what I can't and where I can say it and when I can say it without uh, any type of liability or anything like that but uh, that's not always the case and um, and actually here in the USA there's some laws that really do apply to your your freedom of speech so we're going to get into a little bit of that and we're going to talk about the big tech monopoly AJ yeah the big tech well it's kind of a big tech social media monopoly that we're going to get into because there really is one. I mean, I, you know, I played Monopoly as a kid. And you must be the Monopoly guy. Hey, thanks for the free parking. I, I loved it. It was one of my, I'll, I'll let you all know about that a little bit later, but it, you owned everything on the board. You had a Monopoly. And uh, I kind of feel, you know, if two people are working together, but not together, and they're controlling everything, it is a monopoly. I mean, maybe not the standard definition of a monopoly, but it it can be. And big tech, boy, they control everything. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. These days, they control everything. But we're going to get into all of that as well. And uh, check us out. Join up on our social medias. All I ask from my listeners, if you're a new listener, is whatever podcast or host you're listening, whatever venue, we'll say, you're listening to us on, you, you just subscribe. All right. If you like it, like it. Great. Follow us. Subscribe. That's all I ask. No, nothing else. You could stop now and do it. If you really like what we do. Uh, and I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, the listener, the one that's sitting there saying, you know, yeah, yeah, he's not talking to me. No, I'm talking to you. I want you over there hitting the follow and like subscribe button. Like, I don't know. Either way, we'd love to have you back. So check us out. We're not going to get into a whole lot of mumbo jumbo, but we're going to take a short break. And we have a really uh, a great show with a lot of great information. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be empowered as we give you the gift of knowledge. We'll be right back. Well, hello, hello, AJ. Hello, Mafians. This is your host, Two Clever Mafia. You are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast. So we are back, AJ. And before we get into what's going on with Facebook and Twitter and are they crossing the line on the whole censorship thing, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about freedom of speech. And the reason why this is important is because a lot of people believe 
freedom of speech, but just gives you the right to say anything anytime you want um, or close to it, right? But it's really not the case. In, in the USA, it's really not. Now, now, freedom of speech does not give anyone the right to falsely yell fire in a crowded movie theater, which some of us know. It doesn't give or support us any right to use hate speech. Definitely. Well, why would it? That makes no sense at all. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't give us any right to display or express any type of racial or religious or sexual bias. And there are actually several laws that on the books that do exist in this country that regulate the time, the manner, and the place, not necessarily the content of speech in public forums. You know, freedom of speech doesn't protect you from inciting or or, or, or provocating speech or those, you know, what, what we often call fighting words, right, AJ? You know, it doesn't protect you from that. It doesn't f- 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 protect you from any type of offensive expression. You know, and there, 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 are, ri- there are rights, there are also limitations to when it comes to commercial speech, as in advertising or when a public figure says something slanderous and offensive and gets everybody all in an uproar. Right, like the guy who was the uh, uh, who, who was that that goose or that duck from that Aflac commercial? Aflac. You know, they had to find a new quacker because they had to get rid of him. I don't even know what he said. I mean, he lost a job as a quacking goose, right? And and because he was a liability, so they they ousted him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a while ago, but still, that's why all these companies will quickly drop a celebrity when something is said or done that. Creates any type of liability, whether the company believes in it or not, you're gone. You're out. You're not getting a paycheck from me anymore. I don't need your headache. And you know, uh, there are there's a difference between freedom of speech. Let's say when you're with, you know, you're working a job and you're employed and with your employer, and then there's there's freedom of speech where you're when it comes to the government. Completely different. You know, I I, I like to say. Um, you know, back in the day when I used to manage uh, folks and I had several people working for me, and when you're working in a private enterprise and you're dealing, you know, I mean, uh, different companies have different HR or human resources rules and policies and procedures and all of that mumbo jumbo. But if you are working for a, a boss and you say, you know, I'm going to use my power of freedom of speech and I'm going to tell you how I feel, the boss is going to say, oh, okay, well, you can kick rocks, buddy. You can get out of here. I, you know, you're fired. Okay. Take your freedom of speech out to the, to the government pavement out in the middle of the street. Because in here, this is a dictatorship. I tell you to do something. You do it. I give you a paycheck. That's how it works. You know, you can, you, you can hit the street, buddy. If you think, uh, your opinions matter, you know, unless I ask for it as a boss, I don't, I don't need your opinion. I need you to do what I ask you to do. You gotta kind of, gotta stay in your lane. Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. AJ, what do you think? Do you think uh, as an employee, I mean, we kind of have a mutual working relationship, but as a uh, working for another company, hypothetically, if you were, do you think an employee has a right to go to their employer and say, hey, you know, they have the freedoms to just say whatever they want? And I, Yeah, I don't think so. I think once you're within the, the walls and the confinement of a, of a of a company or of a business that you're getting paid to work for, 
they're hiring you to do what they say. I mean, that, that's really all it is. They're hiring you. I mean, they might ask you for your advice. They might ask you for your opinion. But ultimately, you know, they're the ones that have to stay in business. And ultimately, they're, you know, that direction, you know, whether it's a public company or a private company, that's going to be determined by the, the owner or the stockholders or the C. And I guess if you're a majority stockholder, then that's a different story. But we're not going to go down that route. But still, it's uh, it's crazy. But when you get to back, getting back to the social media part of this and Facebook and Twitter and, you know, do they have the right to censor? Yes, they do. They do have the right to censor their users. Do they have the rent? You know, the the problem I think comes into play is the the monopoly piece, which we'll talk about later. Because of their size, they can they can control anything. You know, I read something that that something like eighty percent of of media today, I, I think it was 80%. It might even have been uh, slightly higher than that. But something to the effect of 80% of all uh, news sources get their uh, news. I, I guess reporters and, and what and journalists and whatnot uh, get... Uh, oh, here it is. Yes, thank you, AJ, for getting me that. Okay, so... Here, here's here's some really, really important facts. Okay, so a, a company called Pew Research, P-E-W Research, uh, they, they determined, they did a survey, and they determined that about two-thirds of U.S. adults, about 68%, get their news on social media. That's a problem if, if social media is controlling what we see and what we don't. That's one in five get their news from social media. I mean, that's a combination, I guess, of using Facebook, Google, Twitter. But to have that type of control, um, they, they say about four in 10 Americans get their news on just on Facebook. Think of that. And if Facebook is controlling what people read, that's, that's, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. And the most commonly used site for news is YouTube, you know, which is strange, but it's videos. So everybody likes YouTube. We're on YouTube, by the way, at Tube Never Mafia. Just throw that in there. But about 21% of the people get their news there, followed by about 12% on Twitter. But where Twitter, it, it, as I was saying earlier, and thank you, AJ, for, for giving me this information. And I knew I read it somewhere that, you know, t- Twitter still falls short in terms of their number of users compared to Facebook which is a lot less. But Twitter remains the leading social network among journalists at 83%. So imagine if Twitter is hiding a story, which we're going to get into one of the stories, the big, the big news, the big news around uh, uh, Biden's son. We'll, we'll talk about shortly. But imagine if Twitter is censoring that story and by them censoring a story or any story, how disproportionately it impacts America and the American news. And this doesn't really specify this article about whether it's American journalists or all, you know, inter- international journalists and whatnot, but how disproportionately by them hiding it, it's determining and shaping the news. 
that is dangerous beyond any anybody looking at this that doesn't see the danger in these massive social media outlets controlling and shaping the news is you you just you know silicon valley who is running everything and you know with a presidential election you know very close to you know less than a month away what if if they wanted to they could spread fake news and false news and block stories and we're going to get into their rationale a little bit but i do truly feel this is becoming a free speech issue uh and and there needs to be some control around this this is this is going to get out of hand really 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 fast the only thing I need to say ultimately around freedom of speech and whether or not we're going to get into Facebook and Twitter crossing the line on this censorship and freedom of speech because it, it, it's, it's a limited right. It's a limited right that we have. And I feel not everybody understands it. And really, you know, I hear young, young children are always like, hey, we're going to sue you for saying that or you say, you know, and... I'm like, you know, young children, I mean, people in their 20s. But you're not suing anybody for anything. First of all, you probably got to get a job to pay for the lawyer. And the lawyer is going to get 90% of whatever you, you're suing for. But you, you, most of the time, the things that you think you have, your freedoms, you don't. You know, so whether it's education, whether it's um, ignorance, we don't know. We don't know. I just want to say that a little bit before we get into this whole free speech thing with uh, Facebook and Twitter and their censorship, because I think it's important. So we're going to take a short break. Make sure you get us all back on the uh, social medias. Don't forget to like the uh, or subscribe or follow the podcast that you're listening to. It's all I ask. It's all I ask. Hopefully you enjoy what we do. And we put a lot of work into what we do here. Right, AJ? And uh, uh we, we do what we do so you don't have to sift through all of this nonsense and you can get a clear picture and make your clear, uh, you can come to your own opinions. I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to give you the facts as I see them, as I read them, and you make your opinion. And we'll just give you the, just the facts, right, AJ? Just the facts. I don't know what movie that was from, but I'm pretty sure it was just from a movie I saw. Whatever. So we're going to be right back after this short break. Get ready, everyone, because here comes the, 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 the headliner, right, AJ? The headliner, you know, Facebook and Twitter crossing the line on censorship? Question mark. We'll be right back. Hello, hello, everyone. This is your host, Two Clever Mafia. You are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast once again. Hello, AJ over in the sound booth. How are you today? That's great. Hello, listeners. How are you today? That's wonderful, wonderful. Welcome all my new listeners as well. Hopefully you'll become a mafian after today's episode because we we really are, uh, we, we love to have you. We love to have you, right, AJ? Yeah, we love to have all of our listeners here. Uh, new, old listeners, doesn't matter. We, we, we'll take them all. We'll take them any way we can get them, right? So this is the big one this is what we've all the hype has been building up to and if you haven't read the news or you've been living under a rock somewhere and uh the big question nowadays is there's some talk 
about Facebook and Twitter crossing the line. And what that line is, that they're crossing the line on censorship and what can be censored and what shouldn't be censored online, considering their size and considering other factors as well. But there was a, I wasn't going to do a podcast episode on this topic because here at the Two Clever Mafia podcast, we, we want to bring you the facts and we wanted to make sure any information we brought you was was the facts. And there's some of this stuff, it's a little hard to find out the facts, to be honest, I mean, unless you're going to fly to another country. So, you know, it's more, it, it's kind of like the game telephone, right? Right, AJ? Yeah. So, but we've done enough research and we are going to present the facts and you can make your own opinion at the end. Um, but this is how it all started. So uh, a few days ago, uh, one, if one of, if not the top podcaster in, in the U S if not the world, uh, I know he recently signed a deal exclusive to Spotify. He, he posted a tweet and the tweet caught my eye. Yes, I do follow him on Twitter. You could follow us on Twitter at two clever mafia, uh, at T O O clever mafia. Right. But Joe Rogan posted a tweet that caught my eye and, and, and the, it went like this. It said Facebook and Twitter. This, this was what he typed Facebook and Twitter crossed the line far more dangerous than what they censor. And it was a repost from a, 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 an article uh, that was written by a, 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 a journalist named Glenn Greenwald. And the, the article, you know, I clicked on it. I don't know why. I usually don't. But I clicked on the article and I started reading it. And I said, wow. And the more I read of the article, I said, this is a problem. Facebook and Twitter are, are not only are they almost too big to fail, and even though they're just a social media giant, they work off of advertising for the money for the most part. part. Um, and they have two completely separate ways that they, they, they work their businesses. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I, I wanted to go over some points from this article. So, and, and I'll put a link to the article as well. Hopefully it won't be knocked down. Um, but... Uh, you you can read it for you know in its entirety, but some of the points that I pointed out, I, I I wanted to point out, and I figured I'd bring it to you so you don't have to do all the research and you can kind of make your opinions based on the facts. So, you know, the election, the 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 presidential election, in the United States states is just a few weeks away, and uh, you know, I, not real quick, AJ. I was thinking, you know, three months from now, we're going to look back and what are we going to think of the podcast that we're doing today about the election a few weeks from now. Is it going to be, you know, a nice smooth election with a clear-cut winner? Are we still going to be deciding a president at that time? Who knows? Hopefully, the, you know, we'll have a peaceful transition of power, all of that. But either way, that's my hope. So the article starts up talking about the New York Post. Now, the New York Post is one of the country's, the United States' oldest and largest newspapers. It was founded back in 1801 by Alexander Hamilton. And only three U.S. newspapers are more widely circulated than the New York Post. And the New York Post is, you know, it's a New York City newspaper. It's not like USA Today. So, but ever since it was purchased back in 1976 by, um, um, you may have heard the name, by the media mogul uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, it has been known uh, that like most of, of Murdoch's owned newspapers, 
for right-wing tabloid sensationalism, um, and that um, it has some real reporters and editors, and and it and it's capable of of reliable journalism, though. So, the the paper published on it on the cover. Um, what was was billed as a as a, as a blockbuster scoop, a smoking gun, right? Evidence in its in its words and form of of email uh, that showed Joe Biden's son Hunter Biden uh, traded on his father's position by securing favors from then the vice president at the time uh, benefits from Ukraine energy company Burisma, which paid a lot of money to an un- unqualified. Hunter Biden, which is clearly he was unqualified, $50,000 a month to sit on the board. While the Biden campaign denies this now, that any such meetings of favor ever occurred, neither the campaign nor Hunter, at least of now, has, you know, they've denied the authenticity of of these emails. Now, the New York Post was hyping this story as some bombshell, you know, um, that it was going to be the, 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 like I said, the smoking gun, you know, while the emails, if they're authenticated, provide some new details and, and cooperation, you know, the board outlined, I mean, I guess, I guess the broad outlines of, of the story have, have long been known. We, this has been in the media back and forth, whether denied or not, that Hunter was paid a lot of money, uh, by this Burisma company. Uh, and at the same time, his father was quite active in using, uh, the force of the U.S. government supposedly to influence Ukraine's uh, internal affairs, right? And this is all known stuff. So the Post explains how these documents were obtained uh, and, and how they were obtained. It, it's crazy. You know, bizarre at best, as the article says. They claim that Hunter Biden indefinitely uh, left his laptop now containing the emails. Now, I don't leave my laptop anywhere. Actually, my laptop never leaves my office for the most part, but if it does, it's always with me, but I don't just leave it around. But supposedly, or reportedly, however you want to put it, he leaves his laptop containing the emails in a repair store. So he takes it down to Best Buy, tries to get it fixed. The store owner was alarmed, okay? And it wasn't Best Buy, by the way. Just just using that as an example. The, you know, the Geek Squad, they do a lot of fixing of computers and stuff, AJ. Right, right. Yeah, I know I brought my, my iPhone over there to get it working right. It wasn't the, couldn't get my email, but they were very helpful. Very, very helpful. Go shop at Best Buy. So, but anyway, this little store owner, I guess it was a little mom and pop place, was alarmed by the corruption these emails revealed. And he gave the materials uh, from the hard drive to the FBI and then to Rudy Giuliani. Now, this is kind of strange if you think about it, but either way, must have not have been a good friend of this, this Biden family. Ran right over to the FBI because, you know, that's what I do. When I see corruption, I run right to the FBI, right? Now, while there's no proof that Biden followed through with any of Hunter's promises in Burisma, and, you know, there is no reason, at least as of now, to doubt that the emails are, are genuine. And if they are genuine, they at least add to what we already no, is it would be a relevant and newsworthy story involving the influence of, of uh, or I guess involving 
influence peddling related to Hunter Biden's work in Ukraine and his trading, using the name of his father, basically, to who's now the front runner in the 2020 Presidential Election Act this time, uh, to, to, to get things that he wanted. And, and that's no good. I mean, that's corruption. I don't care how you define it. If that's truthful, that's corruption. You, you, you can't, you can't uh, deny that, right? So, but the Post, um, with all of its power and influence, ran smack into two entities that were unbelievably more powerful than Alexander Hamilton had ever imagined they would have faced. And those two entities were Facebook and Twitter. And almost immediately upon these uh, uh, smoking gun articles being published, uh, the pro-Biden journalist created a climate for extreme hostility, hostility and, and, and suppression towards this post story, making it clear that any journalist even mentioning it would be attacked, would be, would be attacked fully. Uh, you know, for the for the crime of simply not, for 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 the crime of simply noting the story on Twitter. You know, while pointing out its flaws, of course. New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman was instantly vilified when she did this, uh, to a point where her name, along with the phrase uh, "mag magma Haberman," uh, were trending on Twitter. And I saw this and I said, what, what's magma? I know magma is the make America great again, uh, but they automatically tagged her as it being bad for her to, to be a supporter of the president of the United States. So the, these two Silicon giants uh, saw that the hostile climate uh, was was happening on their social media platforms, but Twitter and Facebook, right? So, about two hours or so after the story was online, Facebook got involved. You know, they they just jumped out in front, right, AJ? Yeah, yeah. The company uh, dispatched a, a lifelong Democratic Party operative, who now conveniently happens to work for for Facebook, Andy Stone, previously a communication operative for uh, Democratic uh, Senator Barbara Boxer and Democratic Congress, uh, Congressional Campaign Committee, uh, among other things, uh, came out and announced that Facebook was reducing the distribution of the article on, on their platform. In other words, uh, they were going to change their algorithms to suppress the ability for users to discuss and share this new article. And the, the, the longtime Democratic Party official didn't try to hide his contempt for the article, because obviously, you know, he's Democratic and this wasn't supporting the Democratic storyline at this point. And uh, didn't try to hide it. And beginning uh, his censorship announcement by kind of, what they say, uh, uh, snidely noting, uh, he will intentionally not link um, the story back to the New York Post. Now, this is the New York Post. This isn't some... Fly by night, you know, we talked Alexander Hamilton, you know, it's been around forever. So then Twitter jumped in and, you know, saw that, remember, Twitter's kind of the journalist. I, I, we're about, I said, 86% of, of journalists get their stories and from Twitter, which is, I don't know, I guess not the way it used to be where you 
yeah, you get on the beat and you go dig down a story with a notepad and a pencil. But so Twitter suppression efforts went far beyond Facebook's, however. They banned the entire they banned entirely all users' ability to share the post on our, of, of the article. I guess they can block you from sharing the articles. And not just their their on their public timelines, but even using the platform's private direct messaging feature so you can direct message somebody privately this article. And this is uh this is some deep stuff why they would do this. And I'll get to their their rationale why they did it in a moment. But um, early in the day, users who attempted to link the New York Post story to either publicly or privately, like we were saying, the direct messaging, uh, they received some crazy message, they said, that rejected, um, it, it was an error. They had errored out. You know, later in the afternoon, Twitter uh, changed the message to advising the users that they couldn't post that link because the company judged it uh, its contents to be potentially harmful, they called it. Potentially harmful. A New York Post article was potentially harmful. Like, who is Twitter and Facebook, just FYI, to really say this at all? You know, but either way. I'm just upset that they got involved in this to begin with, whether factual or not. Uh, I know, AJ, I gotta stay calm. Trying to, trying to stay calm here. So even more astonishing, though, was was that Twitter ended up locking the account of the New York Post. They shut down Twitter's, their account of the New York Post. How is that not, how is that not infringing? I mean, the, the, on the, the, the freedom of the press and the free, I mean, really? Really? How, how, how is that even allowed? You know, if you're going to be a, I mean, it, I don't know, maybe because they're a private platform. They're not a government pr- platform like we talked about, the freedoms, you know. But that's, that's something. That alone, um, you know, banning the, 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 the pen newspaper, a, a newspaper that's been around for, you know, we're not talking to banning one of these tabloids that are on the, um, you know, the rack right before the supermarket. You're talking about banning an account from the, a New York Post, a, a reputable newspaper that's been around forever just because their view or you know again we talked about rupert murdoch but their view didn't necessarily meet the current view of of silicon valley and the democrats who are funding them and all that that's just whew, that's crazy stuff really it is but so in to sum it up i mean this can get crazy right but uh so the two silicon silicon valley giants with with little explanation united in this instance to prevent the sharing of of disseminating information which may hurt or could hurt potentially if it i mean maybe not i guess the the democratic party and, and their nominee for president of the united states and the los angeles times reporter uh i think it was matt pierce he put it this way he said facebook limiting distribution is a bit like if a company that owned the newspaper delivery trucks decided not to drive because it didn't like a story in that newspaper. So ultimately, does a truck company edit the newspaper? It does now, apparently. 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 So if you don't like what you're delivering, you're basically, you can just not deliver it. And that gets into a little bit of a... um, a sticky wicket, we'll say. We'll call it. We'll, 
we're going to call it a little bit of a, a, a sticky wicket here because there's something that my people might not be aware of. Back in 1996, you might have heard it, uh, congressmen talking about it, it, might have shown up in the news here or there, but it's something called Section 230. It's the Communication Decency Act. And it was an act because the, the social media companies were worried about getting sued and being liable for what they published, what their users published, right? And this is why, the, this is kind of, I feel, in a way, um, uh, I don't want to say a double-edged sword, but it doesn't make sense because back at, this act was, it protected these online platforms and it's still good today. It needs to be redone, in my opinion, but it's still good today. But it protected these online pr- platforms from their liability, um, uh, from the liability of their user post. And it allowed them to moderate those users content without being treated like a publisher. So in essence, they, whatever's on there, they can monetize it, make money from it, advertise to people. We talked about in our Facebook episode, they can, they Facebook can find, you know, kind of link up advertisers with consumers. They can do all that. So they know who wants what and when, but they are not liable for what their customers ultimately are posting and they can moderate those users content, but without being considered a publisher. Think about that. Think about that. So they don't have to deliver the news. They, whatever news they see, they can only deliver what they want to. They're not liable for any of those posts on either way, whether it's political, not, but whatever it has to do with, but they can moderate it as well. So, I, I don't know. It, 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 especially since they make money out of this. I mean, this isn't some sort of charity case. This isn't some sort of not-for-profit, these companies. But uh, for them to be able to just do that. Um, you know, we talked about free speech, but... Um, it goes without saying, you know, the, 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 the constitutional guarantee restricts the actions of the governments, not private corporations such as Facebook and Twitter, but, you know, pointing this out, you know, does not come close to resolving the controversy here. I mean, you know, the actions by these gigantic corporations and, and are, you know, Comparing it to, you know, our constitutional rights as freedom of speech doesn't mean that they're not wrong to do this. You know, I mean, state censorship is, is not the only kind of censorship. Private sector repression of speech and thought, particularly in, in this new internet era, can be just as dangerous and consequential. Imagine, for instance, if two... Silicon Valley giants. If these two Silicon Valley giants unified or united with Google, I mean, and then they declared, henceforth, we will ban all content that is critical of President Trump and or the Republican Party, but will actively promote criticisms of, of Joe Biden and the Democrats. You know, would anybody encounter difficulty understanding why such a degree would constitute dangerous corporate censorship at a level that we've never seen before in this country. 
would would Democrats respond to such policy by simply shrugging it off on on the radical libertarian ground that private corporations have the right to do whatever they want to ask that question is to answer it you know to begin t- twitter and particularly facebook are not ordinary companies you know this isn't joe's pizzeria down the road you know who sells to the community and you know maybe makes a living barely with his pizza sales these are conglomerates you know facebook as 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 the owner is not just of it of a massive it says an owner just not of just a massive social media platform but is also uh you know they provide other key communication services and have kind of gobbled up uh you know they bought instagram and and the company whatsapp which is like a messaging app like a, a text messaging app i guess you would call it right aj is that social media app okay and and one of the most powerful companies ever to exist if if not the most powerful you know you think google is monstrous but uh, facebook has got every every subscriber everybody on there and in june uh this past june the the house judiciary subcommittee on antitrust commercial and administrative law launched an investigation into the consolidation of power of Facebook and these three companies, Google, Amazon, even Apple. And uh, just last week, they issued a sweeping report, which uh, as, uh, you know, Facebook was basically outright, you know, they have a monopoly power in the market for social networking. And that power is is firmly entrenched and unlikely to be eroded by any any competitive pressure nobody can come out and say hey you know what we're facebook we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock you off the the top of the mountain it ain't gonna happen just not gonna happen and you know any from from anyone at all due to to to, to just the high entry barriers including the strong network effects effects and the high technology costs and you know facebook significant data advantage that they have in the market that it's all very discouraging to any direct competition they might as well just let facebook buy them until you know if i had a company that competed with facebook i'd be like hey buy me now because eventually the government's going to step in and say hey no more mergers which you know sometimes they do that and it's a little bit too late but uh it just discourages any any competition any competition, and we, you know, I wanted to talk about the rationale uh, a, a little bit of the two, real quick, and then uh, Twitter, Twitter's rationale for doing this, just to give them a fair shake. But the rationale offered by both Twitter and Facebook to justify their censorships uh, just make it all of this more more alarming, not not less. I mean, Twitter claimed that the post article uh, violated its so called uh, hacked materials policy. What they're saying, you know, which they say permits uh, um, a commentary or discussion about hacked materials. I mean, hey, come on, come on. You know, such an article that covers uh, them but uh, does not include or link the material themselves. So, in other words, Twitter allowed links to articles about hacked materials but bans links to the images of the hacked materials themselves, if that makes sense. They, they just, 
they kind of contradicted themselves. And the company added that their policy prohibits the use of services and distributes content obtained without authorization. Yeah, like they haven't distributed stuff that wasn't authorized in the past. But because they said they don't want to incentivize, there's that key word, incentivize, because that's what they are. They're a marketing company. Uh, but they don't want to incentivize hacking uh, by allowing Twitter to be used as a distribution for possibly illegally obtained ma materials. Wasn't there something with uh, the, the tax returns of the president that was leaked and they were obtained illegally? You know, whether they're right or not, but weren't they obtained illegally and they distributed? Yeah, I'm not going to say how I think that happened and what platform they were distributed on. Remember, Twitter is the 86% journalist platform. Uh, Facebook's rationale um, for suppressing the article, they said that um, they need to have it fact-checked. And uh, their fact-checking partners will verify the story before allowing it to spread. Because, you know, they're like the butter knife of information, you know? You don't want to spread that that vegetable oil spread on your, your toast in the morning without Facebook saying if it's okay or not, because that's what we all want, right? We want Facebook to be the censor for our, our, our spreading of our, our morning, uh, bread, toast, whatever you want. I, I know I'm just disappointed about all this, AJ. It's hard to, it's hard to digest. It really is that this is allowed these days. And, um, what's equally alarming is, is that, uh, what makes Zuckerberg's social media company, Facebook, um, you know, what, what, what makes them competent to fact check, you know, the work of, of journalists, real journalists. Well, who were they? They're a social media company. You, you like, you, you post a recipe. I got some good recipes off of Facebook, but, you know, and why did Facebook block none of the endless stuff about Russia that happened a few years ago? I know he went in front of Congress and said it was a mistake and all this stuff, but, it was all these conspiracy theories and whether, again, if you have facts, that's one thing. If you got hearsay or you got this happened, maybe that, you call those people in and you, you, you get to the bottom of that story. And if there's no facts there, it's not, it's not a fact. You can't, you know, you can have your opinions, but that doesn't make it fact. And some of this stuff was just outright false that we heard. And regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, it was false. So do we really want Facebook serving as some sort of uh, editor for our our media and our journalism? Is it, uh, I don't think I don't think so. Deciding what information is suitable for American public to to read and which I mean th th this sounds like communism. We should have a free press. Granted, they step over the line, but this is developing because of what's happening because. The, the news reporters, they're not reporting news, they're putting their opinions into it, that we need, as a country, as all these media outlets need to get back to telling the facts. If they don't tell the facts, this is the kind of outside influences that are going to come in and remove any, you know, they're, they're censoring the news and the media, and I don't know, I, I never thought I'd say the day. I never thought I'd see the day, but I guess it's been coming and right under our noses all this time, all this time. And if, you know, you have, I, I don't know, I'm just, uh, the American public, uh, you know, shouldn't have anything hidden from them. Let them determine the facts, you know, g present them out 
let the, let them see you know the the facts actually no, I shouldn't let them determine present the the facts we shouldn't be presenting opinion or or spec you know and you know can anybody claim that Facebook's alleged fact checking process is applied without any remote cons- with any type of consistency like what is their algorithm or their computer program or is there a real person monitoring billions and billions of users I don't think so. I think they have a computer program that looks for certain things that maybe they cross check me and think of what they're doing with all the data. That's a whole nother episode. But, um, you know, are they, they just, what if they miss a, a sketchy story or, or, you know, they find us a, a story that is factual and, and, you know, they just say it's unreliable. So they, they, they push it aside like, like they did with this deal dossier and, uh, you know, all these endless articles and all these conspiracy theories and, oh boy. Oh boy. So this article was very good. It went on and on and very well written piece. And it just, it makes you think, it makes you think about, Hey, are we going to allow, you know, a newspaper founded in 1801 by Alexander Hamilton, you know, to, that's been around forever. Their social media account being shut down. Because a social media person censored it, a business, uh, you know, and these are huge, these are big, big tech. And we're going to talk about big tech after this, but, uh, pay attention folks. If everybody doesn't pay attention soon, all you're going to, you know, it's very, very difficult to get a freedom back once it's been taken. And if we're not going to absolutely demand that the news be the news and it to be fact and not to be, you know, if we're, if it's going to be displayed to us on a major platform like a Facebook or, you know, this is something that if you think about it, I mean, this goes back to, and I know we've been talking about this a long time, but this goes back to, you know, the, the, the oil barons, you know, you get the oil barons and then and, and the, the tycoons back in the day that wanted to overhaul the antitrust laws and, just wanted to run everything. Imagine if we hadn't done that. Imagine if we hadn't done that. What are we going to do about it, folks? What are we going to do about it? We'll be right back after this short break. I gotta, I gotta go outside. I don't smoke, but I gotta go outside and take a walk, get some fresh air because uh, this got me worked up. It's got me worked up. This is America, folks. We don't expect this type of uh, suppression of news, and, and we just. We're not used to it, and it's being done right under our noses. We'll be right back. Well, hello, hello, welcome back, Mafians. Welcome, AJ. Thank you for another wonderful intro, and uh, welcome, new listeners. If you're here for the first time, welcome. We love having you. We love every Mafian we can get a hold of joining our podcast and uh i am your host two clever mafia you're listening to the two clever mafia podcast right so welcome welcome again and we are back to talk about uh big tech the big tech monopoly we're gonna call it we're gonna say it's the social media and big tech monopoly as we're uh why why am i having trouble saying that word monopoly 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 kind of a funny word if you think about it monopoly well, what is a Monopoly, right? What is a Monopoly? I remember playing Monopoly. It was a board game. You remember that? I think it was Parker Brothers. 
There's a whole story behind that too, if you want to look it up about uh, where the game came from. And I don't know, there's rumors they stole that from the original creator a long, long time ago. But either way, there's always a story about everything, right? There's always a story about something, folks. But I remember playing Monopoly and uh, I used to always be the hat, the top hat. Kind of, uh, yeah, there was the, you were the, what were you, the car? Yeah, AJ's the car. Well, uh, yeah, it was fun. And you, 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 you'd go around the board, you'd, you'd collect your paycheck, try not to get in jail, try to collect all the railroads and the, uh, the different, I used to go for the boardwalk. I used to, you know, there was like the greens and the yellows and the, nobody wanted the purples, the Baltic and whatnot. And no, you did. You did what? Oh, okay. He said one of the chance cards or community chess cards on the board sent you over there. So it was always a good purchase. Yeah, either way. But your goal was to hone the whole board, right? But a long time ago, uh, we had problems in this country. We had problems with oil. We had problems with the railroads. And there was just a few companies that owned most of everything. A few people, right? So we had uh, uh, Commodore Vanderbilt. Remember the Vanderbilt? Well, he was the railroad guy. He, he, before the railroads got separated, that he owned them all. You wanted to travel, it was a good chance you 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 ended up on a Vanderbilt railroad. Then you had probably most people have heard of John D. Rockefeller, who was the uh, the he was the oil mogul, if you want to call it that. Uh, it was a, a Standard Oil company, right? I think he owned right AJ, and it, it was just owned it all. He owned it all. Then you got Carnegie. You've heard of Carnegie, right? Carnegie's the steel. He owned all. You know. Back in the, the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, I mean, that, you, you, you build in railroads, you had to, you know, that's kind of what you, what you did back then. And then, um, then there was the, the fourth one, which doesn't get much press, but it, it was a huge monopoly back then. It was actually started by a gentleman named J.B. Duke, and then eventually emerged into 12, 12 different companies, but it was the American Tobacco Company, and you might have heard of Lucky Stripe famous in some of the old Western cowboy movies, but it was a cigarette brand and they just dominated everything back then. And, uh, but it was eventually it was broken up, uh, I think 1911. But, uh, those, the, those four, if you want to do some reading, check them out because they ran, they ran the United States. They were the big, those were the big four that took over everything. And now in this new age, we are, uh, you know, the, the, the world is changing in such a way that the monopolies are no longer steel and, and tobacco uh, and oil and, and railroads. Those, you know, they're not the monopoly that we are worrying about anymore. They're, they're becoming big tech. The, 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 the tech companies who own our data are the ones that are going to be running the show. If somebody doesn't put some control on this and, and uh, recently I spoke about this in, in the previous section uh, when we were talking about uh, Facebook and, and Twitter, they, the, the Democrats in Congress, are, you know, they call, they're calling um, the big four, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook, and Twitter's not in there because they don't have the market share, but they do control the media. So I don't know how that's going to work, but they're calling the big four. They did a 450-page report that compared all of these, um, the new media companies, especially, you know, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and, and, and Apple, they compared them to, uh, the, the, the oil barons and the, the railroad tycoon and, you know, the, 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 the steel mogul and all of that. And they really want, they're looking to overhaul these antitrust laws because 
like I said before in my show, you've heard that uh, Silicon Valley, where all of these tech companies are, are, are lobbying, they're spending their money with, with these Democrats to, to lobby so they can kind of get away with whatever they want to get away with in a lot of sense. And, you know, but them putting these, these, these censors on the, on the media is, is, is crazy. I mean, you, you can't allow that. You can't allow, I mean, some biggest, some of the biggest mistakes we made in our, in our, in our country's history were to allow these big conglomerates to take over and, and be able to say, you know, they were so big. I mean, even you look, you want to talk about too big to fail recently. Well, not recently. It's been probably about 10 years or so. Uh, maybe, yeah, about that. Maybe a little bit more. But the big, too big to fail, you've heard the term used in banking and, and banks. But um, they they control it. And you, you can't have that type of one, one-sided control because, you know, you kind of either jumped on board, you know, the, 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 the train, so to speak. I know we're talking about railroads here in Vanderbilt, but um, you jumped on board that train and you were crushed. You know, there's just not, you don't have the money to, to, to go against these companies. And the most you can hope for is you set it up and they buy you for whatever data or information and either they, they, they suppress it or they use it. But either way, it's not yours anymore. So, and then you just get bigger in the end. You know, if you look at it from a perspective of, okay, look at your cell phone, Right. Look at uh, the, the, the operating system on the cell phone. The mobile phones right now, or the majority of them, and there are others out there, but the majority of them, uh, you know, uh, probably I got uh, over 90% of them are either you're going to be your Apple phone, which is, they call that, uh, what do they call that, Apple OS? I don't know. Well, whatever. That's the operating system. And then you have your Android phone, which is Google. So you have Apple and Google. They own majority of, of the platforms that the cell phones use, and that incorporates your, your text messaging, your internet usage, uh, your email, everything. All the apps that are created within those platforms are made specifically. So if you wanted to start up a cell phone company and open up your own your own app store, you couldn't do it. I think Amazon try has a, has one, two, and they can't even compete. And they're they're one of the big four. And then you have. You know, another you you look at your computers, right? You got your Apple computers and you got your Windows computers, and there's other ones. I know Linux. One of my grandkids is always into the Raspberry Pi and the Linux and all that fun stuff. But the majority of them, for commercial use, or you know, are your your you know, you go to a, a work environment. It's going to probably more often than not be Windows. You might find some Apple in there for the graphic design stuff and things like that. But you, you, you're going to be one or the other. Computers now have primary you know, control of vehicle functions. It, how does that help? You know, in that, and then they just get bigger and they get bigger and they spread. And it, it happened to the telephone companies. They had to break them up. They got too big, too big, too big to manage the telephone companies. And then, you know, it, it's not good for the investors of those companies, I would imagine. And I don't want to get into too much of the finance part of it. But a big company like that is such a slow moving vehicle. When you get so big, like, uh, I mean, and Google, I would imagine physically is not big, but I mean, I'm sure they have, uh, you know, imagine data farms and, 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 you know, company wise, they got people and, and techs and technicians and all of that. But, but if you have a company that is such a, so many, so many different parts and, and, and has their hands in so many different things, 
it's very, it's got to be very difficult to make a sharp left turn or right turn. You know, you can't do that with, with a big, big truck like that. You flip over. So you got to, you know, and, and by the time you start turning or changing things that uh, you, you got to, it's very hard to be agile, very hard to be agile. And, uh, you know, you, you, it makes you really look at this and say, what the, you're going to, you know, is Google the next, you know, standard oil company? You know, is that who they're going to be? And how would we, how do you even begin to break a company up like that? You know, they're the, you, you, you know, it's a term synonymous with search. Yeah. I want to Google that. You know, it, like, uh, you think Ma Bell was a term where you made a phone call, but now it's like, you're going to Google like that. Just that, that stuck. Like, right. Didn't it AJ? Well, you, I remember before Google in, and before the, the, and now they even have their own browsers and all, but it was Microsoft and you just searched the web and, and you know, you, you, you did what you had to do to find what you needed. And then, um, now it's, you Google it. It's amazing. It really is. But, uh, it's also dangerous and scary and we have to keep an eye on it and keep everybody in check or it's going to be, it's just going to be out of control. And then these big tech companies can do what they want. And, and Congress is looking at it. Congress is, uh, you know, saying, Hey, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. And, uh, hopefully, you know, these big companies don't go in and are able to just what they call them back in the day, grease the palms to, uh, to make these, these, re uh, Republicans, Democrats or whatever, these these politicians look the other way, but they need to stop that. And um, you know, now they're talking about uh, quantum internet. These big companies, which is the next phase of internet, it's supposed to be super fast. Have you heard anything about that, AJ? No. Well, yeah, it's the next phase of internet, and uh, it's supposed to be faster and unhackable, and it's supposed to be um, internet that would be um, yeah. It's a it's a national. There actually is a national quantum internet initiative. Say that three times fast. Uh, it's, it's an, the national quantum initiative act and, uh, the government's giving out billions of dollars in research from what I understand. And, and, uh, they, they, they really want to see it's going to be supposedly it's, it's not that it's unhackable. You'll be able to get your information from point A to point B and no one can intercept it somehow because there's some sort of coding, but how long is that going to last? Right. I, I, I don't foresee that lasting too long. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, previously about the, the, in 1996, the Section 230 Communications Decency Act that protects online platforms from that, their liability, from their, um, uh, from their uh, users. So if their users put something that's illegal or, or can, they're not responsible, but it allows them to moderate that user content also and uh, without being treated like a publisher. So ultimately they can be a publisher and I'm doing air quotes here, but they can be a publisher because they can determine what, you know, there's so many millions and millions and maybe billions of posts. I'm not billions probably. Um, they can just filter what they, what they want to be posted and keep that up and get rid of what they don't. So they technically are a publisher, but they need to do something about that too. And I know, um, I, I think the government is looking into that as well. So hopefully, hopefully that'll do something to kind of protect us. It's really a, it's a race to the new internet now. It's a race to this new technological world. And uh, we got to make sure that in this technological world, that the facts are there, that we are not prosecuting 
and and we are not moving forward without the facts and we are not just taking you know like i said earlier in a previous episode you know we can't we have to stop this rush rush to judgment all the time and uh you know people are innocent until proven guilty and and they can't be proven guilty in a prov- a court of public opinion that that's not being proven guilty because you know if the facts aren't there i mean justice has to you have to let it do its job it, it it in the idea of it hopefully working if we don't let it do its job and you know it's 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 not perfect you know nothing's perfect it's a, it's a human creation so nothing will ever be perfect but it it's it's something that we have to let take its course properly or we're just going to have complete anarchy and i don't know i'm not really a fan of that you know, but maybe some people are. Maybe some people are. So, yeah, Big Tech came out with, uh, one of the Big Tech, Apple, came out with their new iPhone. And did you see, AJ? I remember, and this is uh, for you techies out there, but uh, I think the new iPhone, the original iPhone, came out in, I don't know, 2007. I could be wrong. Maybe you can fact check that for me, AJ. Uh, but the first iPhone... And when it first came out, it, yeah, it was 2007. It was announced in 2007. I think it came out later than that, like mid-year, six month. It, uh, oh boy, I'm looking at it here. Four, four gigs of storage, the first gen. It actually had a Samsung uh, processor in it. Look at that. Look at that. But anyway, it came out then. And then when it eventually launched, it launched with, uh, with AT&T, the, 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 Ma Bell, the phone company, it launched with AT&T exclusively for quite some time. I don't know how long it was. Um, um, yeah, we can probably look that up too. And sorry, I'm trying to find this here. But it launched exclusively with AT&T. And it had the exclusive rights for, I think it was the first couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. I'm just trying to get all this information here. Probably should have had this ready ahead of time, AJ. But either way, I got nowhere else to be. But yeah, so it had the exclusive rights. And then now, I, do, I watched the video because they were doing, you know, uh, uh, social distancing and all and I watched the, the, on the Apple website, they've got the video of the launch. And wouldn't you know, on stage came the Verizon CEO to talk about the new iPhone and the, the 5G, which gives a super fast, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even be able to sit on my phone and fly it around the room. It's going to be so fast. But um, it, yeah, so Verizon kind of bumped in and uh, really kind of joining heads with, um, with Apple, it appears. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but that's that's what it looks like and uh could be a big thing in that situation for AT&T and Verizon they're going back and forth they've been battling it out for years and and you got T-Mobile in the mix there they just bought uh, Sprint so they, we're talking about monopolies there's pretty much three big phone companies out there that I that I'm aware of I mean there's a couple of small ones prepaid and this and that which are actually some of them are subsidiaries of the three big ones so yeah folks we got to watch out for big tech Big tech monopoly coming through fast. It's going to uh, go off the rails if we don't pay attention to it and 
and uh, you have the social media monopoly going on. We can't let these news, this news media just, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a Google antitrust case going on and you got all this stuff with Hunter Biden. You know, is this stuff going to, are we going to read these stories? Are they going to be deemed uh, for fat, fact checking, <laughs> fat checking? Yeah. The, the pork belly fat they used to talk about. And uh, who used to say that? Uh, um, McCain, when he was uh, running for uh, president, that was one of his big things. Yeah. They, they stuff all of these bills with all of this unnecessary um, things. And uh, I'm a big fan of, of if, if you got a bill, you're trying to put it through to be a law, let it be just about that. Well, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I don't know why someone doesn't just say, hey, listen, you're going to, you want to put forward a bill for this, put forward a bill for this. You're not going to add this, that you want this, that you want this. Do it for each one. You know, if you're going to stuff it in there so no one sees it and hide it, that should be a problem to begin with, right? So, yeah, so that's the big tech. Uh, hopefully I, I, I cleared some things up for you with the big tech situation, but, uh, got to watch out for those big four. They are running the world. They are running everything. And if we don't sit up and, and, and say, Hey, listen, enough of this, enough of that. And they're just going to keep on going and keep doing what they're doing without asking permission. So check us out over on www.twoclevermafia.com. I ask one thing of all of my listeners, if you're new to this uh, show, is to head over to whatever uh, the, the button located on whatever uh, venue, if you will, that you are listening to us on and like, subscribe, uh, follow. We're available on all the social medias, of course, or at least until they take us down, <laughs> right? Yeah, at least until they say they... Uh, they take us down for fact-checking purposes, you know. Uh, no, I, we're, we're, we're presenting the facts to you. You listen to them. Hopefully you enjoy the facts. Take it for what you want and form your own opinion. That's what we hope. We don't hope that, uh, you know, we don't want you to do this or do that. We want our listeners to understand what the facts are and come to your own conclusions, whether, you know, Hopefully I don't put my opinions out there too much, but if they don't agree with mine or, or anybody on our show or any of our guests, then you're, you're entitled to that. And we, we appreciate that kind of, uh, opposition to what we say, and we're not going to stifle you for it, but, uh, feel free to comment, um, on any of the social medias while we're still available <laughs> on, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, didn't talk much about Instagram today. They're a Facebook product, but uh, we're available on Facebook too. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> until they decide that we're not not worthy of uh, being on them, their show anymore. But uh, uh, check us out. We'll be right back. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to wrap up today's show. And uh, it's been a it's been a wealth of information, and I hope everybody's getting a little bit from it. We'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back. It's been a great show today, listeners, and AJ over in the sound booth, thank you again for another lovely intro, and uh, I hope everybody learned a little something today, a little little bit of extra knowledge. They say knowledge is power, right, AJ? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Mafians, thank you for listening, and uh, new listeners as well. 
And, uh, you know, we went over a lot today. We went over freedom of speech. We went over Facebook and Twitter, crossing the line and on censorship. And, uh, well, I, I don't like to give my opinion, but I kind of feel they may have. I feel, I feel, I feel they may have in, in just a, in a way that, I don't know, not a legal way, but more of a, a, a just a personal feeling. You know, I mean, should Twitter, Facebook, and Google executives be the arbitrators of, uh, arbiters, I say arbiters, right? Arbiters of, of what we, what we read and, and see online? Should they be? You know, they're, they're supposed to be an open platform. I mean, I, I just heard too that Facebook is pitching a new tool that allows employers to suppress words like unionize in workplace chat product, uh, it products. So, like we're, we're getting to a point where you freedom of speech on a government level compared to a private level. Obviously we, we've, you know, I've explained it today and it's a different thing, but if, if we don't have those, those avenues, if, if, if things are being suppressed that shouldn't be, um, they're kind of doing a, almost a workaround, if you will, uh, that's just no good. That that's got to stop. They got to Congress and and the, the the people up in Washington have to figure all that out and end it, put an end to this in, in in a fair way. But also, you know, what we were talking about. I mean, you got the social media monopoly, and it just doesn't work. You can't you can't have it. You can't have this social media monopoly. It's got to be if, if they're going to allow these big companies like Facebook to take over all of this personal user data and know everything about everyone there has to be rules and and restrictions around it i i wholeheartedly believe you you can't let this beast run wild or it's just going to get bigger and bigger and it's not going to be something we'll ever be able to stop we'll never be able to stop it maybe able to put a band-aid on it when it crashes here and there kind of like they did in wall street but you're never going to be able to stop it if we continue to let this go and it's already maybe past that past that point and and then we talked about big tech monopolies today. And again, you have your Facebook, your Apple, uh, your Google, and you, 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 you can't, something's got to be done. They, they have all of this power and this unlimited power. And, um, and, and, and you know, you talk about Amazon. Now, I don't, Amazon, he's just telling me I left one of them out, Amazon. Well, I left Amazon out because to me, I don't feel Amazon is this big uh, tech conglomerate. Yes, you buy things online. A lot you're buying other people's. It's in. A, you're not buying a product necessarily that Amazon is even selling. You know they are selling it. No, yes, I understand. You're getting it from them. Two day shipping if you got the membership. Blah 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 blah. But I I feel they may be wrongfully put in this category. They they not saying that they're not a monopoly, which. I don't think they are technically because you have big other companies like Target and, 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 and Walmart. They all have these big online platforms and, and they're competing. But when you look at Facebook, they're, for the most part, I feel like they're the only one that does what they do. Even though you have Twitter, I feel like they're two separate. Like I said earlier, Twitter's not as big as Facebook and Twitter is a different platform, completely different. So it's hard with these online companies to say, you know, you want to group all the media giants. And then Apple, I mean, Apple is, uh, now you look at Apple as a, an interesting thing because they're really, 
I mean, they're a monster of a company in the, in the U S and they've got their hands on the retail channel. They've got their hands on their software. Now I think there needs to be some guidance there because if they start, my grandson brought this up and I didn't even think about it, but when you have an Apple phone, you've got to buy their iCloud services for, for storage, or you buy the, you know, a more expensive phone model that has more uh, uh, storage built in. But if you want to use a lot of their online uh, suites, it's all in the cloud and you got to pay their cloud. And, you, and he's like, well, why can't I use a different cloud storage if I want to back up my phone on, let's say, Google? I can't. And vice versa. If you've got a Google phone, which is an Android phone, you can't. So there's kind of, but that's the next wave, I think, of issues we're going to be facing is, is there the, the software part of, of these, these companies and what they create and how they're going to, you, you're almost forced to use just them. Well, all the stuff they complain about, about being a monopoly and not being allowed to, to do things on other platforms. And then yet they're going to do the same thing. So you got to kind of worry about that. And, uh, so you got that social media, big tech issue, but I think we learned a lot today. Hopefully, uh, you, you learned enough to, uh, give you that extra ounce of power, that extra pound, extra ounce of freedom, right? AJ was what we try to, we try to strive here at the two clever mafia uh, show to, to be able to let you make your own decisions so you can, you know, explore the facts as they are and make your own opinions and be able to go out and maybe find more information and more facts, but take everything you get together and put it together and make your own understanding of what the situation is, because there's nothing worse than being told what someone else's opinion is. And, and it's coming off as a fact, you know, and that's, that's a very dangerous, a very slippery slope. And we need to make sure that if we're, we're, we're getting those facts that they are facts and then we can decide and, Listen, listen, there's a big difference between a fact and an opinion. So keep a, keep a keen ear. What's that, AJ? A keen, yes, keen ear. Keen is a word. Keen is a word. Yeah, yeah. Keen is a word. It's, um, how can I, 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 I just, I define it. Uh, it's, it's being intellectually alert, you know, it's have a, it's having the characteristics of a, a quick penetrating mind you know, a keen student, right? You know, there's a, a, a keen assessment. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, we need to do that. If we don't, then it, it oh boy, oh boy, 20, 30 years from now, I can't imagine what we're going to be. We're not going to be, it, it's going to be one of those futuristic movies where you just sit back and you do nothing unless what they tell you to do. And the hardest thing in the world is once you lose a freedom, uh, to get that freedom back. And I'm not saying that these companies don't provide, you know, they provide entertainment. They have a, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the Spider-Man saying, right? It's like with, with, with great power comes great responsibility. And the responsibility, if these companies don't want to be responsible, like we talked about the, the section 230 that was created back in 96, um, we've got to, we've got to strengthen that stuff. We've got to make it so they are responsible for their censorship or they are not responsible for what people are posting. And I just want to give a shout out real quick. And usually I don't do this, but there's, um, there's a news app. It's available. I, I know it's available on my iPhone. 
I don't know if AJ has the uh, the Android phone, but it's called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. And it's a news app. And what, I, I, I caught this gentleman on the news and he said that, you know, they were bragging, the, the CEO of the company, and he was telling us how uh, the, 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 the app does not restrict news, does not filter it, does not, it it's, it's community-driven, driven, and if you feel something is inaccurate or in truth, you can report them, but it's just the facts, and that's what I like. I, I, I don't want to hear the news uh, uh, creatively displayed to me um, like a fiction novel. I, I, I want the facts, and not even like a nonfiction you know, historic history book because history changes based upon, you know, over time, which is crazy if you think about it, but history stories do change over time. And when new facts are found or things, it's like the game telephone, things are changed over time. But, um, yeah, so check that out. See if you, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other ones. If you, if you know of any, drop us an email at uh, two clever mafia at gmail.com or you can tweet us, or you can Instagram us, or Facebook us, or um, I think we're missing one here. Instagram, Facebook, tweet us. Did we say that already? I don't know. But yeah, let us know, um, because uh, we're looking for great places to get facts, get news, and not the opinion, because everybody has an opinion, and if you're reporting news as your opinion, there, there's just... Um, you know, you know, and, and not everybody is that close to the facts to be able to know whether they're true or not. So you, you kind of got to put the whole story and look at everything in a big picture. And when you put things together sometimes, but, uh, so enough of my rambling. And, uh, I know AJ wants to get out of here working overtime today, but, uh, <laughs> um, hope everyone, uh, left here today with a little extra knowledge. Knowledge is power like that saying i probably use it more and uh i am too clever mafia you are listening to the too clever mafia uh, podcast and that is all i have to say about that take care for now bye-bye